When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and you know we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there, and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights, or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is is eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Arj Barker and Tony Kameen back in studio. As chill as ever. Next on The Best Of... This isn't the Beatles. No. Liar. (laughs) Lies, all lies. Oh, I was just telling Arch and Tony. Uh, Arch and Tony, by the way, are at Acme tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. So when Star Wars came out, as the listeners know, that I got hired over and over by all these different car companies across the United States to say, Car Wars. I just threw the whole thing as Darth Vader, right? Well, I did voiceover for about 30 years. And we lived at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue in New York. Could you give us some more lines like... There is a, I sense a clearance in the lot. I like that. I sense a clearance in the lot. Everything, everything must go. Everything must go. Um, <laughs> so here's why I got out of, I didn't really get out of voiceover. voiceover. It just kind of happened. Because for the first 28 years I did it, movie stars wouldn't do commercials. They thought it was beneath them to do commercials. And then they found out if you did a McDonald's commercial that aired on the network, you were going to make about $700,000. All of a sudden, it was okay. It wasn't beneath them any longer, right? Yeah. So I, I remember one of my last national gigs that I did, because I was doing everything, right? And one of my last gigs, uh, my agent calls me and says, okay, I get, it's got the word. It's down to three people. It's you, Paul Newman, and Gene Hackman. 
<laughs> great. That's great. That's great. Goodbye. <laughs> See you later. It's not beneath him anymore. I'm screwed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was unbelievable how, how it just went from they would not do it to they do everything. It's unbelievable. They do it all. It's all big time Hollywood people. Yeah. Yeah, it still is like yeah. that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even if it's not us, obviously us. like Ford, Ford Will Arnett's done Ford trucks for before he was even famous. Yeah, you know, like, right. still does it. Yeah, Will There's, Arnett. There are a few voice actors who are like exclusive voice actors, like Jennifer Hale and Jim Cummings, that kind of thing, that are kind of <clears throat> grandfathered in. But you really don't see many exclusive voice actors anymore. No, they're not exclusive anymore. So John yeah, Hamm does a bunch. Of, you can, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all celebrities, yeah. now, Mercedes Benz, which and all, is yeah. crappy. Yeah, it is. Well, but that here's the problem that you have is you do a bunch of commercials. You take a break. You go to lunch. So you want to go to lunch with me or Paul Newman? I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, okay, Tony. <laughs> that, that really Paul's never had easy. me on his show. Yeah, so. That's true. <laughs> Paul brings his own lunch. Oh, heard, spaghetti again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> salad dressing, oh, some salad cookies. Dressing. You know what he his his personal diet mostly consisted of? No. Popcorn and beer. He loved popcorn. He used to get like gigantic bags of popcorn. That's good. And he would drink beer and eat popcorn. That's what he did. Mm, popcorn's a uh, calorie and lots of fiber. And yeah. lots of fiber. So you were regular. That was good. That was a good thing. <laughs> Both ways, beer and popcorn keep you. Yeah, they would keep you. That's true. There's no doubt about How it. How old was he when he died? 77, I think. Oh, so he didn't live that long. He was 83. He was 83? Yes. I only talked to him once on the phone. I never met him, but every person tells me that, that knew him. He was a great guy. Really. Lung cancer. Okay. And by the way, Cassie, did you smoking? know that Paul Newman was Jewish? Was he? Yeah. I didn't Nobody know that. Nobody knows that. Oh. Yeah, he was Jewish. I love, oh, I love his the father slap was Jewish. Shot. Oh, God, that slap oh. shot's a phenomenal one. <clears throat> his father was Jewish. His mother was a Christian scientist. What? Yeah. <laughs> How do they have a conversation? <laughs> that's a good wow. question. A, yeah, maybe one of them wasn't devout in there. Where's mom? Ah, uh, fesh. She's down at the reader. She's not at the doctor. That's right. She's not at the doctor. She's not spent a lot of money on, yeah, that's true. on medicine. His mother was like a practicing Christian scientist. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's super that's a- weird. A, Christ- a practicing Christian scientist and a Jew. Well, How do you even... Yeah. Love conquers all things. That's true, Love I suppose. Conquers all. There well, you are should messianic know, Jews. There are messianic Jews, that's so, true. So, who are. knows, he could have been yeah, one of those. There used to be right over on uh, Highway 100 at about, just just below Cedar, there was a there was a Jews for Jesus church. Yep. Yeah. I remember Jesus. That's just greedy. That, really, you want it all. <laughs> you want to take, you want it's it like all. Vegans for meat, you know, it's like, <laughs> come on, you got <laughs> Oh, matter of fact, we're, we have a woman on in a third hour named Kristen Lawless. And she's talking about all of you vegans and all the rest of you. You're fooling yourselves. It's not a healthy diet. Veganism is not healthy. It's not Vegetarianism healthy at all. can be, but vegan, no. This is a waste it's of time. Much. Why do you think you have pointy teeth in your mouth? To tear meat apart, that's why. But it is, it is good for the planet, I'm told. Like, because uh, the animals eat so much resources, blah, 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 blah. You guys ever watch Silicon Valley? That's why I just yeah. eat squirrels that I find. Yes, <laughs> eat those. Uh, I loved it when uh, you and Ted Nugent. Dinesh, Dinesh got an electric car, and Guilfoyle comes up and goes, "Oh, you got an electric car, huh? That's, you're going to save the planet, are you? It's an electric car. You know what that means?" He goes, "What?" He goes, "Most electric power plants in the world are run off oil generated. <laughs> yeah. Oil or coal? Oil yeah, or coal? So yeah. you're just polluting the hell out of the world while you're driving around an electric car. You just do it up front. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's easier to contain." You know, if you have a well-built plant, it's still a cleaner form of energy. It's more centralization is more efficient. Yeah, you can you can contain the emi- emissions, not mm-hmm. to bring it down and not make things not funny anymore. But <laughs> it is go. still cleaner. Unboom, unboom. It is true though that if you really want, because I mean that'll reduce your emissions like a bit. But, but if you have like solar panels on your house, that's the real way to do it. Yeah, ultimately, you kill more. <clears throat> It's not that environmental to drive an electric car because you, you kill a lot of animals that just didn't hear you coming. Well, you got that right because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I owned the first electric car in Minnesota. It was a Tesla Roadster. And I bought it I bought it before they, they started shipping them, as a matter of fact. And the only reason I ever sold it is because that very first model did a thing called bricking. Whereas if the battery went dead, you could not move the car. 
So if you're driving down the freeway and all of a sudden the battery goes dead, it has to stay right where it is until they put a new battery in it. You can't tow it. The wheels would lock. It. The wheels would because lock Because electric motors have an extreme amount of torque. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, th- there's more torque than you could possibly, like, force through. So if they get locked in place, then they're locked. What, did they fix that? They yeah, they, they, they well, this was yeah, like 15 years ago. That was yeah, that was so. a long time ago. It was a great car. It's My funny God, they, it was It's fast. funny they don't have years. They just have the newest version. I so know. Say, yeah, that's true. So you don't get yeah. like a you don't get a 2018 Tesla. You yeah. get a Tesla X or whatever. 6.14, and then your neighbor gets a 6.15. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a great car. I mean, you're right. Was that the S type? Roadster? Yeah, it was the, the very sports. first one they be yeah, the sports type. Yeah. It's incredibly fast car. That was the only car Consumer Reports ever gave 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That No, that wasn't an S-Type. It wasn't an S-Type? That was the one before the S-Type. Oh, the one just before. Yeah, because it was one of the first ones in America. <laughs> yeah, the, I think it might have been the first car they produced for consumers. It was. It was the first mass-produced electric car, and I was one of the first 100 people in the United States, or the world, I guess, to buy one. Uh, let's see. Yeah. It was just called why. Tesla Roadster. It was great. Do they look like the S one? I guess I can look it up. No Uh, noise at all, though. You're right. Well, they do make actually noise because there's still the noise of a a a machine, you know, going on. You can barely hear it, though. Seriously, they are. If they're going slow, they're extremely quiet. But when I hear Teslas go by, you still hear. You still hear. There's wind and a a a whirring, a whirring. Well, didn't they they put that sound in there? The weight of a. Well, you can have a speaker installed that emulates the sound of a car yes, if you want to. If you want. And yeah. they should have a box that emulates the pollution of a car. So yeah. then it makes you feel like you're driving a real car. They just have a fog machine. They have a fog machine and a the, speaker. Well, the newer ones send out aromatherapy, so that actually makes the <laughs> uh, environment nicer. I, you know, feel better. Everybody yeah. feels Everyone better feels around calmer. you. That's a nice-looking car, the Roadster, yeah. Isn't that a beautiful yeah. car? It was, I had yeah. a blue, the only, I had a what blue happened? one. Oh, you got rid of it because it bricked. Because mm. it bricked, yeah. Well, the only but problem with that. it is when you were sitting in it, um, you were sitting about, I think it was five microns above the road. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were tall, it's true. it was difficult to get in. What about speed bumps and uh, curbs and stuff? Yeah, it? it was pretty low to the ground. That, that It was really just getting into out of it especially. Oh, because you would literally, your your feet were tough. on the same level as your the rest of you, so you had to like you know it was effort to get I out. Did, I did love it though; it was a great car, it was a, a wonderful car. Think you'll go back to electric car? You know, I, I might. What I'm in a I'm in a phase right now where I drive one of my cars is three years old, and the other one's five years old. Because I just got to the point where, hey, look, I want to lease this car. Okay, that'll be fifteen hundred a month. I'm like, what? I'm going to give you 50, so I'm going to pay you 18000 a year for three years to use your car. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. not going to do it. But I also do No, I'm not going to tell you what I drive. <laughs> you know we'll go see toilet paper it after and write some put cans. Yeah, on. that's exactly right. You'd be like, oh, this is Tom's car. Speaking of those Teslas, you know what's pretty cool is I want one of those flamethrowers that Elon Musk. Have you seen those boring company flamethrowers that he put that he put out? No. Nothing more boring than a flamethrower, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, really boring. He sells these flamethrowers. They sold out immediately. What are they for? It was the it for was the throwing the, flame. Yeah, it was for the company that's doing all the boring underground. You know the yeah. The big oh things. yeah, yeah. I did see those. As so a side you, thing, it came out with these flamethrowers. What, what do you use them for? Thro- the throwing flame. I think it was the right answer. That's <laughs> no people just buy them because they're cool. Yeah. They're, and they, they like sold out of those. It was just a side thing with from the but company. But is it a weapon? If if you don't like fire, they're not <laughs> legal to use as a weapon anywhere, even in war anymore. So it's really just for like you know, if you have a lot of land and you want to burn a bunch of crap, oh, World War clear, clear out your field or something. Yeah, in a fun way. <laughs> or yeah, if yeah. you just want to set up a target and. Throw a flame at it. You know, you got an ex-wife you're not crazy about. You... Flamethrower. <laughs> no problem. Hey, remember her? You just take her picture, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, that's what you yeah. want to do. Take her... You know, you remember those, to- there were all these towing shows on television. It was, it was like, Lizard uh, Lick. Lizard Lick towing, and it was uh, J-Lo had one. I can't remember the name. It doesn't matter. So all these, they would literally film people towing cars, and they were huge for about two years. But then they just like repossession, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Repossession, that kind of thing. Exactly. It was mostly they just they just tow random people's cars, see what happens. <laughs> but it, they really lost me about five weeks in because I, I was just watch because I have to watch all that stuff to talk about it on the air. Right? I got to know what the hell I'm talking about. So I watched it, and once in a while they would come and tow a car while the people were still at home, 
say, listen, you you leave my car alone. They get into arguments all the time, and once in a while they. It was funny because they fought, but nobody ever threw a punch. It was all wrestling. I thought, no, that's not real, right? Oh, so they they would tussle. Yeah, they would tussle exactly. Would never punch one another. <coughs> I'm angry that you're taking my car, but I won't punch you. Staged, totally. Staged, oh yeah, yeah, totally staged. Now this is how bad it got. Yeah, speaking of staged. So they had to kick it into high gear. They go to this farmhouse to tow a guy's car. He comes out the front door and says, "Don't you think you're going to tow, tow my car away? Because you ain't getting my car." He goes back in the house, comes out with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And he's like, <clears throat> "Yeah." Oh god! Of course, he was nowhere near the people. Right, right, he was right. Just kind of. This is a warning to all of you. I was like, "Come on, really?" Do you think anything on TV is is real now? Pretty, I, they get so bad with these realities. I saw they where they, really re, re, they repossess airplanes, and it's oh, it's, it's that, so man. so phony because they're That's always really like having to take it out of the hangar and like the guy's coming and they're, the, oh you know the car's God. chasing them as they're lifting. As they're like, lifting this, and he's like, "This we, never happened. We just made it <laughs> yeah. off the ground." It's the most yeah. ridiculous premise it for a really show. Is. They can never just legally do it. It always has to be like, "What? No, you know, it's yeah, I, so fake." I, I saw this one sh- this one show. It's so obvious it was fake. Like the guy's just like. He's going around and he's like he's supposed to be solving crimes and he's just like he's talking to his car the whole time and the car's like <laughs> the car talks back and it's just like it's so obviously not real. Who wants yeah. to tell him? It's like oh, my, my mother the car. It's called Night Rider. And it's Knight just Rider, so yeah. it's just so yeah, fake. It's so fake. It doesn't really talk. You and the totally guy died. Tell. The guy who did the voice died, so they couldn't they Kip? had to cancel. Or, Kip. Yeah. The Wonder yeah. Car. Is it Kit or Kip? Kit. Uh, We're not Kip. that far from Kit nowadays, I guess, right? We're you know, self-driving cars. Uh, How about that? A self-driving car that knew 10 seconds ahead of time there was a guy there and hit him anyway? He was pissed at him. Tony, <laughs> Tony almost got run off the road by his... What happened? What happens? You I was, this is a true story. I was in Mountain View where they test Google. My mom was in Mountain View. That's that's where Google is. Mm-hmm. If, you well, don't know what's Google? Google? if you don't know what Google is, bing it. Uh, Bang it. <laughs> it was Kit. It. And, uh, Industries was 2000. Kit, yeah. There's all these Waymo self-driving cars they're testing out in their town. And one almost hit me. Came back close to me. <laughs> that story. And, 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 you know, they still have a human in the in the car. So I, I'm like, what the heck is the guy? And the guy turns to the car and he's like, yeah, what the heck? To the car. He just passed, car. He just passed on fault. my swearing to the car. Yeah, this, this woman got hit and killed. Yeah. And the car knew 10 seconds ahead of time that she was there, but it hit yeah. her anyway. Like, ooh. It's kind of like a neighborhood. Maybe it ran her file. Maybe. I mean, I hope not. But. Yeah, I could make a couple of thousand was, if I kill this It was determined that Uber had disabled something that they weren't supposed to. Right. Oh, exactly. it's probably a Lyft driver. That's why it was like... Ah, it's sabotage. You mean yeah. workers' rights? Whoa. Workers' rights. I'm back! What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Arge time. That's what time it is. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Yoga poses to show you're so deep and healthy. Okay, Maharishi, go post another selfie. Another spiritual quote, because you're so... That was Arch Barker on The Best Of. Coming up next, we had Louis Anderson and Todd Glass in studio at the same time. Listen up. Next on The Best Of. Sometimes... Gosh, your profile's like a car crash where the horn won't shut off. Sadly, you can't enjoy the moment. Too busy fussing with your phone, trying to capture it and own it, because you have to... Oh, see, she's playing one of my favorites of all time. Well, it's the first official day of summer. June 21st, you know? Yeah, it just, it must have been an intro. Sylvester Stewart did one of the worst things in the history of radio. Summer solstice, yeah, summer. right. It is, yeah, it's the first day of summer. I love the smell. You know what I miss about Pennsylvania? The smell of wet pavement after it pours. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that mean anything to you? Absolutely. I grew up in, <sighs> in the city. Absolutely. It smells so clean. Oh, yeah, and you probably get it here, too, after a rain. So Sylvester Stewart, Sly, and the family stuff. Sylvester Stewart was on the radio in San Francisco. Yeah, that's where he started, and then he decided he wanted to get into music and made a ton of money. So he's on the air, and he decides he's going to quit. So he locks the studio door, but, and you'd have to lock it because they don't have locks on them. You'd have to lock it uh, so no one can get in. And he went off on the radio station, the listeners, the sales department. He finally gets to the general manager. goes, and by the way, Mr. General Manager, I'm effing your daughter. 
<laughs> nice guy. That's why when they fire you in radio, they don't really let you back on the air. Oh, right? no, no, no. <laughs> do, do not ever fire me and let me back on the air. That'd be yeah, a totally. really bad idea. <laughs> but you know, the great thing today is you, you when that happens, then people start the podcast and people that want to hear what they thought about it yeah. are going to go over to that podcast. That's true. You're absolutely right about that. But I, I just, I've been very, very lucky in that uh, the show's morning show's been on the air for 33 years and people wow. took to it immediately. And it's been, it's been great for 33 years. I mean, what a gift. Who was, who was yeah. the lead 33 years ago before you... A like, guy named Mark Seeger. Mark Seeger. I yeah. grew up with radio, and I loved listening to I it in the too. car. I My too. dad, I didn't even know what they were talking about sometimes when I was little, but I still loved it. I loved <laughs> yeah. the personalities. And then I did know what they were talking about as I got older. Right. But even when I was little, there would be radio show hosts I liked. And my dad would, my mom would, why do you like them? Like, I don't know, just because the, the way they hung up on callers. Get oh. off the phone! And they were, right. you know, I always, <laughs> I, I loved the dramatic. That um, could be him right there. Oh, there Come he on is. in. <laughs> Come on in. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Louis. Happy birthday to you. Just a, just a loving way to bring oh, somebody yeah, in. Todd that. Glass. Yes, I, you know, I never take for granted. Oh, yeah, I, I would give you a hug. You know what? I am going to give you a hug. Yeah, I love hugs. Oh, oh, see, he comes in. The- <laughs> Good. Good to see you. You, you don't get tired of compliments. You're still on the air. You, you like compliments? Fine. It's fine. Can't get enough of you yeah. on that show. Thank you. If you saw me and my friends watching that show, you would probably light up. I would. Wow, look at you. Wow, you're all right. Oh, I love this. My wife just texted me. Louie is super lost. Yeah, she texted me too, and I just said, she just walked in. Uh, super lost. See, this how it was Sort of. See, Todd, this is the deal. I mean, Andy has known Louie since he was I know, what, about just, three years old. Yeah. We were just talking about that. And by the way, yeah. huge fan. Oh, he really likewise. I mean, congratulations. Oh, yes. Congratulations, by the way. That you're welcome. I mean, you, you can't, you know, everything you're doing is brave. Hey, I have a question for you. To, funny. to see how close I am to telling this story. We were yeah. talking about it before you got here. So the, 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 the this is a story I've heard for years. The way you shot your first Showtime special, which is yes. when I first learned about you, was that because you went to local access in Minnesota? I went to said, the PBS station. And you said, you shoot it. You can have it for your, because it's a big fundraiser here. Mm-hmm. So you can put it on your fundraiser, and then I will own it with you. And whatever we sell it for, I'll split with you. And you sold it to Showtime? Yes. And that's, what year was that? 1901. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> 1980, probably what, 85? Yeah. And that's when, that's how, and then. 87 maybe <clears throat> even? I, I'm really bad at Well, it was pretty days. close to the right story, because sometimes you find out years later, well, it wasn't actually like that, but that's what I've been telling and people. And they raised 50000 for that on um, that special. Cost 18000 to shoot it. Wow. And we sold it to Showtime for 40000 And oh, I, I just sold a DVD of it, the last one. I just ordered a 1,000 new ones. Right. Because people request that special all the time. Do they so really? It was a great special. And you know what? I was saying before we came on the air, or that, you know, I think, you know, there's great comedy now. Every year I had great comedy. But no during kidding, an right? era, yeah, it's, it's great now. It was great then. But during a vanilla era, I yeah, thought your comedy was like, in a weird way, ahead of its time. You were you were really oh. talking about, like, I remember watching it and going, it resonated with me, even though I couldn't explain it. Like, he's talking about stuff he gives a shit about. And it was it was great. It was different. It was from your heart. I really, that special really uh, resonated with me. And, and you know, it's, you always get paranoid when you compliment someone. You're going to leave and go, did I make it no. sound like I haven't liked anything since? No, <laughs> no. But, you know, it is, a, it is the purest because I wasn't inhibited. I was just doing my yeah. thing. I had just discovered my thing, my point of view, really. And that special, I laid it out really yeah. carefully. Like, I wanted to open uh, with a joke, and I wanted to end on the same joke. So I built everything around it. And if I never did another thing, it holds up as it probably does, the best special aged, I ever did. It, it says it something. Good. If you want your comedy to age well, think about what you say. Are you, you're not punching anybody that shouldn't be punched, right. you know? Yeah. You're not using a word casually, just in passing. Yeah, it really did. It aged really well. But anyway. Yeah, thank you. You know, I, it's a very beautiful compliment. You know, like, who doesn't love good stand-up? I mean, come on. Although I, I heard you like this morning on the radio with those two guys. Oh, with Arge Barker? Yeah, Arge Barker Arge and the Barker. other guy from... And Tony Camille. 
mean. Yeah. yeah very funny. Yeah, you love yeah. them, and you love I what love they them. do. Yeah. And what, that's Marlon what, Wayans was great, too. I mean, yes. we started with Todd. Yeah. Went to Marlon Wayans, went to Arge Barker. I wasn't up but early enough to hear Todd. Well, thanks <laughs> for the support. They just put a rewind out. Like 25 years ago. We're sitting around talking just like this. I think you were at the house. And I'm talking about something or whatever. And Louis and my wife are really close. They're really good. Like, I was telling them about It's Catherine, right? I still got it. I just told him about your relationship with Hoots. That was unbelievable. But so Catherine, yeah. He's looking at me, and I'm talking, and Catherine's over there, and blah, blah, blah. And so I get done with my story, and he goes, my God, you're (laughs) self-involved. Thanks, Louis. Well, I mean, I'm the, I mean, I'm so, I get called on the carpet all the time by anybody who's close to me by, you know, saying those things to me, because I'm so self-involved. Do you think about anything else but yourself, Louis? (laughs) Ooh. What other people think. You know, um, but I was just, you know what, it made me joyful that you were feeling that way about comedy. And oh, then, I just love and it. comedy makes people joy. That's why I still do stand up. You too, right? Yes. Because, first of all, you're completely controlling the whole audience. Oh, here Second, we go. No, See, there but, we go. No, but there's a beautiful. You can't get it in doing any kind of production or anything. It's, it's so pure. It's, it's pure. all of it. That's what I say. What uh, It's yep. so, and it's narcissistic in a way, I guess, because you write, you direct, you edit. But uh, by the way, the thing that doesn't maybe make it narcissistic it doesn't mean you don't take people's opinions that's the difference you do you just take the you listen to everybody and sometimes someone gives you an opinion usually people you respect you agree with and you yeah. change something yeah but it means if it doesn't mean you don't listen to other people it means you listen to a lot of other people you respect and you implement the things that make sense to you so other people can have effect on what you do but it's not a, it's not demanded upon you so it's very much you it's like yeah believe me i love it and i also love you know like you know hanging out with other comedians yeah it doesn't get it's like it's pure joy and radio same thing because any great comedian i think started on radio because you had nobody coming to your shows oh yeah so i would go and i would find out whoever is the top radio person i go could i come on your show because i could i could i could be funny on the air 12 dozen krispy creams that's the first time i ever saw who louis brought 12 dozen krispy creams to my show my mom said always bring something (laughs) yeah she's right 144 donuts he brought (laughs) i thought that you said 12 Krispy Kremes, because I have a thing where somebody asked me, and I'm not saying this is healthy, but I was in a, in a comedy club, and in, in it, it doesn't Baton even matter. Rouge, I it think doesn't it matter. Was, it was, um, uh, uh, why do I want to remember? But it doesn't matter. Yeah, Colleen in, in Omaha at the, oh. at the improv. And I was saying I don't like one Krispy Kreme. Right? I'd rather have none, because mm-hmm. one doesn't do it. At least three. She <laughs> right. goes, well, how many could you eat before you were, and I don't mean stuffed. I didn't have any desire to sit and eat, oh, ten, and I have a stomach. No. no. So I was just satisfied. Eleven. Yeah. Uh, Eleven is that the morning yeah. and I'm not kidding I was not eating it like I know just when I ate one and you know if it had nothing to do with health and it all had to do with yeah. how many of these I would eat before I was go I think I had enough I had 11 so she told everyone at the club Todd had 11 Krispy Kremes and I to this day defend I'm not saying it's healthy but 11 Krispy Kremes is no bigger deal than a piece of cheesecake at a restaurant no. and, and you wouldn't eat a piece of cheesecake at a restaurant no. and go can you believe Todd had a piece of che-? so back to Krispy Kreme I go Louie <laughs> I get 12 I bring them back to the club and I mush them together because there's a lot of air in them. I mush them <laughs> together on a plate. I try to make it look like I sprinkle some powder on it, put a dollop of whipped cream on it. So when I show it to the staff, I go, that's 11 Krispy Kremes on yeah. a plate. Which is, does that look crazy? It's like cotton candy It's Krispy. like cotton, right. They, they're, they're very, very similar. They're very, yeah, so I'm not saying 11 would be good for you, but no worse than a decadent, thick piece of cheesecake. So 11 it is. I like that. That's 11 it is. I, I love Krispy Kremes. I don't oh. eat them anymore, but I, I, well, you know, because I've just eaten enough things. <laughs> it's really true. Like on day, I just said you've eaten enough. You've eaten every single thing. Louis. That was everything. That's it. And yeah. I and I so I revisit some things, but then you know I just don't. I don't compulsive. I'm really joyful. I no longer compulsively eat. That's wonderful. So it's a big. It's been a big. That's uh, a huge deal. Yeah, God removed it. I, I got to tell you something, honest to God. I don't know why you look great, by the way, Tom. Thank you. Almost seventy pounds. Yeah, twenty two more. Jesus. But I don't know why this happened. But I got up early yesterday, and I didn't know you were coming back. Down. I knew you were coming back down, but not today. You got yeah. your 12 Christmas. <laughs> no, this is unbelievable. So I'm kind of doing laps around our basement. It's like 500 steps. So it's nice, oh, nice. nice work. I do, I do like 12 of them. So it's nice. Like, yeah, long. I've been in that basement. And I kept staring at that pillow. <laughs> Now here, this is one of the... We're in Vegas, and oh, we always came to so do our show. We used to really. too. That's embarrassing. That's not embarrassing at all. Well, it's, it's a, not your it's shirt. Sweet as, it's sweet as hell. Go actually. ahead, do it. Thanks for your... 
<laughs> support. Is he okay right now? No, I didn't mean it in a mean way. I know. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you've always been mean to me. Luke. <laughs> just horrible. So, <laughs> I know. Catherine and I are waiting downstairs because we're going to take a, a taxi to the airport or a limo to the airport or whatever it was. And Louie was going to go with us. So we're standing there and Catherine's talking to me and she's looking at the door and she goes, you know, the other day, and she just stopped talking. And I was like, what's that all about? So I turn around and there's Louie in this blue and red striped orange. shirt. Was it orange? Orange, yeah. yeah. Blue orange. and orange? Yeah. Oh, yeah, blue and orange. Yeah, blue and orange. Absolutely. And stripes are like this white, right? Yeah. Is it an IZOT shirt or a IZOT or a yeah, Ralph yeah. Lauren? So Catherine's just looking at him and looking at him. He goes, what? She goes, what do you mean what? What is it? Is it the shirt? You not like the shirt? She goes, well, Louie, I love you. You know that. But I don't like shirt. So he goes, ah, okay, whatever. <laughs> About, what, two weeks later? Yeah. Two weeks later, we get that shirt, which has been turned into a, his pillow. I mean, he's got it totally overstuffed. It's, and we still have the pillow. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I made it into a pillow for her. You did. Because she really made me realize uh, that wonderful. they don't, you know, when they make big people's clothes, yeah. they don't always, they take the little person, like that shirt would look okay on a smaller person. But when you put it on the bigger person, yeah, it really, I good. saw what she meant and I was embarrassed. And uh, That's not what she meant. She loves you. No. You know Listen, oh, Catherine has, no, but that look, everybody knows that look of like, I get oh, that look a lot. Yeah. I feel like that with shoes. Comics. Sometimes. Comics in general are not, they would probably not pick the right clothes. Maybe nowadays as you get no, older, I get, I get help because I can fall behind. I, get, we I can, ask friends. Well, ask because friends. we go, well, that's colorful. Yeah, I yeah. ask friends. And you learn from what you see yourself on television what oh, ages well. Like, keep, keep more in the middle somewhere. No, it doesn't age <laughs> yeah. worse. These are some Parachute like, pants, by the way. Oh, God. Uh, I, oh, I, have, so oh, cool. I have some good things. <laughs> I have expunged most of those uh, photos. I, thought, I saw a comedian wear them. I go, he looks so cool. So I bought all these parachute pants. I was like, what am I doing? You know, these are some of my favorite shows to do. I, I just, I love listening to you guys talk to one another. I just, it's fantastic. Well, we are quite nice. Well, the respect, the respect no, part but we do. Huge. Listen, we, listen, first of all, this, oh, we gotta take this, a break. oh, well, when we come back, I want to ask about this you bill. Go? This Damn it, he's got to go. I know. I love you. Uh, I'm glad you stayed long enough to put up with well, this. Well, we stayed to say, we, I stayed yeah. to say hi to you. Yeah, you did? did. Yeah, you did. Well, yeah, so where are you tonight? I'm at the, I'm at the Royal Comedy Theater. It's oh, a yeah. little black box theater. Where is that? Oh, my God. It's fun. Yeah, it's and we just well, you, you know, listen, even though I have a show tonight, there, forget yeah, me. Here. Go and see Todd. He's one of the best <laughs> where are you comics. At? Of all I'm at, uh, I'm at Turtles. There, there you go. You see where the career is going. No. I'm at what Turtles. It's an actual turtle <laughs> that I stand on. It's at a and, casino. <laughs> it's Turtles. Is... No, it's down by the casino, yeah. yeah. It's a great room. Yeah. It's a rock room. It's a rock room. But anyways, go see Todd. I guarantee you one thing. You'll never forget the show, and you'll want to see him the next time he comes. You're absolutely right. It's the truth. Sure. You're one of the best comics there is. 8 o'clock tonight it. and then was it 7 and 9.30? 7 and, well, it's sold out tonight. Sold out 7 tomorrow. Seven. But 9.30 Friday. Try to get in tonight, Saturday. though. It's a little room, by the way. It's <laughs> very little room. <laughs> Try to get in. <laughs> Sunday, I'm not I say we add a late oh, show Sunday. So he doesn't fun. want to add a late show Sunday. Only if you make the first show at 6 because you won't I know, get... I told if you make the show at 6, Minnesotans will come at 9. But if you make it any later, there Maybe we should keep you on. Do a five o'clock then. One. That's what no, he I said. I thought about a five o'clock. Five no o'clock would work. I about no, why no, you I can't have alcohol? I can have anyone under twenty-one if we have alcohol. But if we didn't have alcohol, then we could have. I forget it. We'll do one come. show. I'm exhausted already. You know what? Next time. Next time you'll Next do time. Time. two and we'll no one. Yeah. Right. Congratulations. It'll be fun. Love that place. It's a it's a black box, right? I love. You're thinner in a black box. Unbelievable. Todd Glass. Todd Glass. Folks, Thank you. Always, listen, always enjoyable. Todd Glass is a great comedian, yeah, and I never true. say that. Oh, Thank you. We'll well, I've back. said it a few Todd times, but God leave. damn it, Mike I'm right. <laughs> Yeah. Go, get out. Get out. I think the two Jews in the room don't like Scandinavians. You no, they, they love Jews. <laughs> Todd's full of love, first I'm of all. He he's is, full he of absolutely love. is. This guy I don't know, but he seems Mike, nice. He's, yeah. a very nice. <laughs> he's a very smart guy. We yeah. Like, oh, God, I wish I had yeah, yeah. that. Well, it's nice we'll, to yeah. see you again. <laughs> see you Where'd again. we meet? Don't bring that uh, up. I was, I Thank you very much. Oh, you were? You're a comic? A long time ago. Oh, congratulations. Everyone should try it. Everyone should try it. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Louis Anderson and Todd Glass. 
Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the old vault. All the way back to episode 364 with John Doerr. Next on The Best Of... So you can take the uh, kid out of North Minneapolis, but you can't take North Minneapolis out of the kid because you still say jewelry store. Jewelry. I do say jewelry. <laughs> it's a jewelry store. I have to and all of up. American jewelry is going, they have a store for that? <laughs> so they've got a store? It's unbelievable. Um, what JB was saying, I, I have to think about certain mm-hmm. words. Yeah. Like, um, like time. T- time. <laughs> I have to say time. But it's it's so... No, it says time. <laughs> it's, it's so... What time is it? It's so weird because then I go home, and you guys will love this phrase. Me and my son goes, go home, and, <clears throat> and even my siblings will say this to him or me. You sound so white. You sound so white. And I just look at it and it's like, what the hell does that mean? You're the great, great white north baby. Wait. It's going to happen. Catherine said great. I did. Great. I'm from uh, I'm there? from Hillbilly, Indiana, which is sometimes called the northernmost southern state in the country. <laughs> and I grew up a terrible hillbilly. Uh, the, my language was terrible. And, I, and I'm going on a fishing trip in July with uh, five members of my high school basketball team, all of whom never left there. The last time I did that, it took me two weeks to stop talking that way. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's such an odd dialect. For instance, if you were to say, I would say today, if somebody said, uh, what's the square root of uh, 137? I'd say, I don't know. I don't know. But it took me years to learn how to say, I don't know. Because where I come from, you say, I don't know. <laughs> That doesn't even make any goddamn sense. And then you say, well, are you going next year? And I had to learn how to say probably. Probably. Because it was always probably. 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 I'll I'll go for probably. I'll probably be the. I grew up with a hick dialect myself, actually. Yeah, you did. Courtesy of Dayton, Minnesota. Yeah, we tried to tell you how to talk. I I said brung until I was like 12. Well, I seen you do it. Brung brung and brought it. How about uh, the difference between, and this is uh, typical Minnesotan, you hear this nowhere else in the country. The difference between borrow and loan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To say, will you borrow me a dollar? Yeah. That's yeah. a German thing. I didn't yeah. learn about that until I was well, it's working. a German thing. It's the same word Some, in German. Yeah. Somebody yeah. from somewhere else said, borrow me a dollar. What? Yeah. what? I never <laughs> said that. Thank you God. Didn't? Was it someone from Pittsburgh who says, yuns? <laughs> yuns coming over? No, I don't think yuns? So. What the hell is yuns? Yuns coming overnight? Ewans. No, no, yeah. They say Ewans also. Ewans is more like more south, right? The only Minnesota one that I really Ewans. dislike is when you say, um, thank you. And they go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't say you're welcome or uh-huh, my no problem. They go, uh-huh. It's like, what's that? I hate that. When I was in college in Ohio. Like, sorry I said thank you, you They say, uh, please... When uh, they mean um, to that they didn't understand you, so you say something and they say please, and then you oh. go, "What? Yeah, I'm not offering anything. What are you saying?" And and then I would turn into Joey Coco Diaz. <laughs> I will take that please and, and stab you in the fucking neck I'll with stab it. you in the fucking neck with it. <laughs> I just got to tell you that it's I unbelievable. John's I told him yesterday. Here. I told him yesterday I stabbed him in the fucking neck. <laughs> I love that when he talks like he, he's got kind of this deal going. I talked to the fucking guy. It's <laughs> unfucking believable. Please, why did he have to say that's what you had to become a Jew and just stab him in the stab fucking him neck? Stab him in the fucking neck. It's unbelievable. You got to stab him in the fucking neck. God. It's just I couldn't make amazing. sense of that. I'm going, what? It's got nothing to do with Jewish people. He's got his saying. I'm a Jew, so I can say it. He's a Jubin. Be a fucking man. 
He is um, something else. Greg Coleman II tweets me once in a while. I've never met Greg Coleman II. I heard he's a good guy, though. Touch is an awful good man. I don't know His nothing. daddy. His dad. I don't know his dad very well. I, very well, I don't I think do. his dad ever liked me. Ever since I said he looked like Gandhi with those new glasses. <laughs> <laughs> JB remembers that. Hey, Gandhi, how's it going? That wouldn't have hurt him because, you know, he's a deacon in the church. Yeah, he is a deacon, right? And, uh... And you know, and some on the sideline stuff right before the game starts are always is a sort of a sermon so, yeah. that he uh, does, and I enjoy that. Oh, I'm glad that Mike's having a great fucking yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, maybe come in here. All, the, all, all the door jokes are being done outside the room right now. What the hell He's are we doing? Using him up. Yeah, I guess so. He's just having a great fucking time out there talking in and all. You ought to bring him into the fucking studio because that's where all the fucking action is. You have to force the air up. On the roof of your mouth, when, if you're going to try to do Joey Coco Diaz. I'm a fucking Cuban, you know. Uh, it's a fucking Cuban. Got to get up in the morning and wash your pussy. <laughs> he's talking about himself. I still think that's wonderful. He's talking about a guy. Uh, what the hell, whatever. What is he doing? I don't know. I'm telling you. Maybe he changed his mind after he, hey! heard, after he heard how you're speaking. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, he Andy, can you lean back and open that door just so we can yell at Mike uh, and tell just, him to get what is he, the why, What is he doing? La, 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 la. La, la, We have a guest coming on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Spending uh, some time in the Dom Herrera Ponderosa uh, room. Comedy. Named about me. by Dom Herrera. What? Why do I want to read about you? He just hands me this book. <laughs> Don't you read about me? <laughs> oh, is that about you? Yeah. Did you write this? No. Who wrote it? It all works out in the end. I answered some questions from the site. We heard you, uh, Mike, laughing out there. Oh. Mike, you want a fucking ball? Here we're going to do a show. You know, why, why don't we bring <laughs> actually the laughs first. inside the <laughs> studio? That'd be good. I was offering our guest a drink. That's oh, all. Oh, he was being one? a nice host. I, I did I get one, yeah. Either. Thank you very much. I, I, think, I think basically he's nationist. Just because he found out you are a Canadian, he offers you a drink. I think it's wow. nationalist. <laughs> well, yeah, what nationalist. I, what I enjoyed was uh, he said, do you want a drink? And I said, yeah, water would be fine. Then we turned the corner and you have a full bar. <laughs> I, said, I said, this changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> Can I change my order? <laughs> So I did, but I didn't it want to does. open the, the Glen Levitt. It wasn't open yet, so Whatever I decided to leave you it. Want. You I want know, it? but you know what? Part of me, maybe that's the Canadian in me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Part of me decided don't open the brand new Glen Levitt, so I was turned on to two seasons. Uh, two, gingers. Two, two gingers. Two gingers. Two gingers. Oh, yeah. two gingers. Very two good. Two gingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good stuff. Actually, uh, you should probably know it's your first time on the show. You should know it's a very Canadian friendly show. Is that right? Absolutely. You have a lot of Canadian listeners? Yeah, a lot of Canadian listeners. In fact, I got a lot of Canadian friends, and, and again, the rest of the United States considers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of people. The rest of the United States considers Minnesota to be part of Canada anyway. They do. <laughs> well, there are parts of Canada that I think uh, include Minnesota in oh, uh, in yeah. Canada in a good way. You know, I mean, yeah. the, I mean, for the longest time there were uh, Jets fans coming down to watch the Wild. You know, and now you've got Jets fans coming down to watch the Jets when they play the Wild, which is great. You know, oh, you know, for years WCCO was the number one watch station in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg, yeah, yeah. Yep. Number one watch station. They wouldn't watch the Winnipeg stations, but John. they'd watch the Minneapolis station. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember growing up in Ottawa, which is uh, Rochester, New York, would yeah. be the affiliate station sure. that we would always get. And I always thought that was the real news. And the Canadian news was kind of the practice news. You know, it was like. But the opposite is true because the right. training for Canadian broadcasters is so far in advance of the training for broadcasters in the United States. There's training. And that's. But but they put they put even their college graduates through this long uh, period of apprenticeship, right? And so um, we've had some in the, some of the best broadcasters in the world have come from the Peter CBC. Jennings. Peter Jennings, yeah, Peter Jennings, Peter, Peter Jennings, Jennings, ABC. I can't think of anyone else though. But, <laughs> well, you know. I don't know what the the legend about that, but Peter Jennings didn't. I uh, think didn't he finished the eighth grade. 
yeah. in, in high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, by, exactly. by, he, didn't, he didn't go to high school at all. Oh, we is that right? About, that yeah. I did not know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We talked about that and one just, time. Uh, just kept learning and learning and learning his craft and right. studying and reading. Well, I, I, I'm from Ottawa, and there's uh, Carleton University, which has this great journalism program. Right. And a lot of those graduates go on to the local affiliate there, CTV News, uh, and that, or CGOH News, and then they go on to you know the big broadcaster in Canada. And, uh, yeah, I, I studied television broadcasting, so I mingled with some of the journalism students. And, yeah, they have to know the uh, the press guide inside and out. Yep. The writing is, is very specific, and you cannot make any mistakes, or, or they, they hurt you. They send you uh, places to be hurt. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. want to do anything with your uh, career after comedy? Do you, do you want to get into television? Anything with my Donald? career? He's been in television. I'd love to do something with my career. Yeah, I've done a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of TV. Canada's a Canadian Idol, right? I did Canadian Idol for three years. Yeah, kind of a sidekick role thing. And then I, uh, right out of school, I did a, a great show that I loved, which was a, uh, a community cable show, a variety magazine style show. It was like Regis and Kelly without the, uh, without the audience, you know, and no without audience. the budget. And without the, without the money. So it was like a $40 per day. And without per day. Regis and Kelly. Hello, Regis and Kelly. So you had this, you know, this idiot who just came out of college and this co-host and we loathed one another and we did it for three years. And that was part of the beauty of it was the fact that we could not stand each other. And uh, it was great. So, yeah, so I, I still have a love of doing some sort of live uh, television one day. Yeah, that's that's definitely the dream. But you guys would t- look at tell me about your lives. Now, how did, how did the two of you meet? Because he just wants to drink his drink. I did, but, now, is it OK if you hear if you hear the ice cubes come Kind of, you can do whatever no, you want. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I, you can do if, you, if, you hear, if you hear this, it's just me having a sip. So. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if Canadians use this kind of language, but because this is a podcast, you can say fuck. We don't all say you podcast. Want to. You can say fuck. Oh, that, oh yeah, to. yeah. Oh, yeah. We say fuck. Yeah, okay. yeah. We say fuck all the time. <laughs> Yippee. No, you know, to tell you the truth, I often think about over the years, because I've been, I've been uh, you didn't come in and do the case. Did you just get into town? I just got in today. Yeah, because it usually the Acme uh, comedy company will have their. I do a morning show in town as well. Right. And usually the Acme person will come in. So I figured you must have Friday morning early. Yeah, well, what happened was uh, I was supposed to come in Tuesday, but I got cast in a television show. Uh, I live oh, okay. in California now, and so I had to do the, the TV show. And Lewis, uh, who runs the club, was nice enough to let me come Lewis in for Friday. I love this club because it's yeah. just such a great club. So I was, I was glad I was able to come for Friday and Saturday night. But Did you, you cast missed- anything fun? Um, yeah, yeah, it is fun. You know, it's not the dream, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a show called Heart of Dixie. I don't know if you've ever yeah, I've seen, seen it. I've seen it for you. You know, um, it's whatever. <laughs> my wife is a huge fan. Of is she shit. really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, you know, it's very tender. It's very yeah. sweet. Uh, but uh, it's thoughtful, you know. They yeah. put some thought into it. So it's all right. Yeah. Good. We had a hell of a, it's too bad you weren't there this morning because it was a phenomenal show. What do you mean, this morning? Oh, this uh, morning? You're, you're the other show that you do. The other show that I do. Well, yeah. then if it was phenomenal, it's good I wasn't there. No, no. It, <laughs> it was already just, great. It would have been that much better, even. Um, well, let's go back in time. Can we do it? We can do that. No, I, what I was going to say, you know, we started talking about this, that, and the other thing. Whenever I talk to somebody, either, you know, from New York or L.A. or Chicago or you know, Canada or whatever, in 1976, I turned down a job at Chum Radio in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And I often wonder chum. how my life would have been. A Chum. Yeah, yeah no, but you know what Chum is, right? Chum? Uh, yeah. Well, like little Chum? Like a... No, what is chum? Well, it's they like sharks. ground up, ground up. Oh, fish guts. Yeah, that, uh, they throw oh, that's okay. a terrible they chum. name. They meant pal. I always think of the they fishing. Like chum. Chum. Well, chum. They're, just, they're call letters or C H U M, and yeah. I guess chum was yeah, kind of friendly. Okay. Or maybe yes. it was because of it was ground up fish guts. <laughs> maybe that's why I didn't go there because I've, I've never been friendly. Right. But, you, know, you think about that if I had taken that job or if I take you know. And where did you grow up? Here. You grew up here in Minneapolis? Yeah. Okay, and so you got offered the job in Toronto. Trump. Yeah. 79. 76. 76. Wow, okay, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, Toronto's just starting to boom a bit. Yeah, yep. yeah. But, uh, yeah, Chum became a huge uh, property, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, it was a huge. Um, I've been on the same morning show here for 29 years now. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's getting old. Yeah, but 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 <laughs> not today. But not now today. it was great today. But but do you enjoy the consistency, like the familiar? Well, I, my wife will tell you that she's not all that happy because I stayed living here because my mother lived here. But my mother died five years ago now, right? 
And so I wonder when, on days like this, why the fuck do I live here? Oh, I'll tell you. I was, why I, do I do it? I, I, look, I was up in Ottawa for the holidays. That's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And uh, visiting the family, and it got so cold, so I changed my flight. I left on Boxing Day. I was going to stay a few days later, but I left earlier, yeah. and I landed in Palm Springs, and I'm like, why the fuck does anyone <laughs> live? I know. It's incredible that people That's settled. True. Faced that first winter and decided we're going to keep with it. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, That's I was just uh, saying that actually a couple of weeks ago when we were in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just like, back then, if you didn't have materials for a fire, you died in the winter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so it's like, why? Like, unless it was some lumber baron who was capable of warming the entire state, like who would or even could live here? In the 1800s. Well, think beyond the weather. I mean, just who could live in the 1800s to make oh, it? That's I mean, very like, what, true. When the question is asked, time travel-wise, would you go back or would you go forward? You'd go Never forward. Never go back. Yeah. Never all go of, back. All of the yeah. people that came here, not all of the people, but many of the people who came here had, evo- in, in terms of evolution, uh, came from Norway, northern Germany, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, Scandinavian countries, Finland. Yeah. And uh, they got here and thought it was mild. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. True, but when you know that the that the, there are stories of how mild it can be, and it's not that far away. And when those stories right. come back, and you still say, uh, "No, I stay here," then yeah. there's a problem. <laughs> and I don't know if that was Norwegian that accent, that's but it was something. It was kind of no, stay here. It was Russian. It was, it was Russian. Russian. Yeah. You did yeah. Russian. Yeah. So it's kind of Finland. No, you could use that. Mielspestition. Yeah. Is, that's, yeah, it was Russian. But, uh, yeah, when you know and you hear stories that it's warmer, not too far away. And but see, back then, yeah. nobody heard stories about Florida. Well, because they were all dying too early. By the time they tried, they died. That was the other problem. I don't know. How, and the food would be terrible. That's the oh, other thing. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine living in the 1800s because the food – am I wrong? The food would be atrocious. Horrible. Extremely what? salted meat and, like, berries you found. Yeah, salt just wow. to preserve it. Yeah. And yeah. berries Not to, for flavor, just so it doesn't rot overnight. And your parents saying, don't eat all the berries. You need them to dye your clothes a different color. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, needs God. How horrendous you know, it would be to live then. One of my favorite things, and again, every every time somebody new comes out, I meet somebody new, they will be from somewhere say something. I was just reminded, um, a guy from Ottawa, mm-hmm. you probably know him, but you might not be old enough to remember him, a guy named Pierre Paget. You remember Pierre Paget? No, I don't know Pierre Ottawa Paget. Senators. He was the general manager at Ottawa, wasn't he? Yeah, but didn't he have some? He didn't he coach the North Stars? He's coached the North Stars. He was here. Mm-hmm. So when the okay. show that I was talking about, uh, it started twenty nine years ago, and within six months, it just blew up into this huge thing. It got huge. Right. So Pierre Paget came in, and he's the nicest man in the world. Just a great guy. He comes in one day and he goes, "Tom, I have to tell you, you are a huge star like Madonna." Yeah, I got yeah. a lot in common with Madonna. Yeah, hey, did you see my tit cones here? I, yeah. <laughs> you, you just have the one name, Tom, like Madonna. Tom, same yeah. thing. Yeah, Tom Donna. Had to go over huge. Who cares about the summer solstice or the days getting shorter? You still got the best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Arge Barker, Tony Kameen, Louis Anderson, Todd Glass, and John Doerr. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.